Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Another beautiful day just because... And I stand here in gratitude for all of you who have been listening from the very beginning. And I want to thank all of those who are joining us today for the first time. I am so grateful. And I am grateful because my analytics are going up. I don't really understand this process, but I am learning and growing and trying to do new things and manifesting and manifesting exactly what I want but the numbers are going up every single week last week was my biggest growth spurt of 1880 percent growth in new podcast listeners and I don't know exactly where you guys are listening from but I am going to continue to promote that you can listen at runonthoughts.com, that you can listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeart Podcasts. You can always email heyhelp at runonthoughtsmedia.com or think at runonthoughts.com. With that, I invite you to subscribe and to become a thought thinker because this is where I try to provide a safe space and share with you that we are all human, right? And that is exactly the direction that I'm going in today. Today's podcast is entitled, If You Do It, It's Normal. I don't know how many times I have this conversation with people who are constantly looking through other people's mirror and they are never looking in their own mirrors it is important the reason why it is so important for us to unpack right this is not all in vain many of us have been given other people's shit while on the journey of life and especially through our childhood we become adults and there is baggage attached to us or that we are carrying or that we feel belongs to us. But the truth is, it doesn't belong to us. It doesn't belong to you. And so then on this other part of life's journey, because life has many journeys, many seasons, and many things for us to do. But on the unpacking journey, which technically should be a part of all of your journeys, you get to open up the baggage and you get to see what it is and you get to see where it's come from and you get to decide what to do with it. Don't be scared. Don't brush it up underneath the rug. Don't deny who you are. But the truth is, that's why you unpack it, right? You want to get to know who you really are without the baggage. It's kind of like, who would you be? How would you walk? If you didn't have 50 pounds on your back, you would walk differently, right? And that is what I want 
for us to do. Who are you? Who are you? Because when you don't know who you are, that is when you are not doing the internal work and you are looking outward for other people to constantly validate you. Or even if you don't are not looking for validation, there are things about other people that you admire. And that's okay. That's kind of like plastic surgery to me. And the reason why I say that is kind of like plastic surgery is because the nose that that person has doesn't necessarily mean that that's the nose that I'm going to get or that's the or that nose is going to look like the same as it does on them on me. We see this every day and the truth is that you have to begin the process of understanding that even if I admire, envy something in someone else, it in no shape, way, or form has anything to do with if I get that, if that's going to work with who I am, right? Because everything about you was already designed. Everything about you was already designed. You are a myriad and a series of cells, of atoms, of energy, of skin, of speech, of, I mean, the list of what it takes to make you, you is beautiful, right? That is why we are unique. As humans, we collectively share experiences and things that define us as human beings. But then after that, right, there are these delicate little things that make you, you. And that is where I want us to begin to live and exist. But that can only happen if you do the work of unpacking the shit. Step one. Because I know a lot of y'all think that you just need to look at the shit. But that ain't true. Because I see people who think that they are healing and they are not. They are simply saying the thing. It's kind of like social media. Everybody got an opinion. But many have zero solutions. I hope because my goal is that in sharing that I am offering us solutions. How to unpack. First you got to get ready. What does that mean? It means that you have to acknowledge in life that something simply doesn't feel right in you, on you, around you, right? You keep getting these triggers. That's a sign for me. What is that? Why is it that every time this happens, I feel this? That is when I sit and I first do something that I enjoy. It doesn't matter if it is change my bed sheets, spray them, put on a new pair of pajamas. I enjoy being cozy as I unpack and making myself a cup of hot chocolate with marshmallows and whipped cream. Y'all know I'm extra. I take everything to an extra level, but that is for me. That is what brings me peace. And that is what brings me comfort. And that is also what makes me feel safe as I open this mother effing luggage, right? So once you make yourself ready 
because that first step is always going to be the hardest, right? The first step is the hardest because most of us are not scared of the thing, but we are scared of after, meaning that we are scared of the future, right? When we don't know what's going to happen, that is the fear. But I'm telling you that the only thing that is going to happen is that it may hurt. But think of it like a bad relationship. There are many of us who don't want to enter into a relationship because we have a fear of getting hurt. But usually that fear of getting hurt is because you have gotten hurt. But what if I told you that you are okay? You got hurt. And instead of focusing on the hurt, focus on who you are. Return back to your normal. What are the things that you did in that relationship? And that doesn't necessarily mean that you did bad things, but what flags did you ignore? What did you allow yourself to do that you shouldn't have done? What did you ignore? What did you see and try to believe that you would be different or it would be different? Every experience, right, is a time and a space to sit and open it up and unpack it and learn from it. Learn from it. And that's not going to keep you from getting hurt again. But what I can tell you is that move to the future and recognize that you made it. You are here. You may have little scratches, but you are here, right? And usually that first hurt from a relationship, and if it's really bad, nobody can't hurt you like that ever again. You've already felt that. You've already felt that. You've already gotten up. You've already dusted yourself off. You have survived. And more than survived, I want you guys to be living. Living. And so that is why we unpack our shit. That is why we focus on growth and we focus on understanding who we are so that we are not focusing on what other people think of us or how we see other people or the things we exalt in other people and somehow make us feel that we are somehow inadequate. You are not inadequate right? You are worthy. You are not inadequate. Your mere existence is proof that you belong. And every second, millisecond, every piece of you belongs and deserves to be your fullest self. So that is what I mean when I say that if you do it, it is normal. Now, I looked up the definition of the word normal, but I like doing that. I like looking up words that we take for granted. I understand that we look up the hard words, but usually I've come to realize that it is the small words that most of us have no idea what they mean. Normal was pretty standard. There have been some words in the past like kind and nice that when I looked them up, I was shocked to find out that they did not mean what I thought they meant, but normal? A standard, usual, typical, expected. And I was like, okay, average or typical state of condition. So with that, we can surmise that normal simply means things that we do all the time. Things that make up 
who we are. And normal doesn't, and I said, if you do it, it's normal. Now, what I don't want you to hear is that if you do it, it's right. That is not what I mean. What I want you to understand that if you do it, that doesn't necessarily make it right. But for the purpose of this podcast, we are going to be exploring that if you do it, it's normal is about your core makeup and who you were designed to be versus those traumas and things that have happened to you along the way. And you believe, excuse me, and that you believe those toxic traits. I hate that word. And that you believe those things that you do that don't make that don't make you whole or keep you whole are also right and normal. They are not. But that once again, that's the reason to unpack. The reason you can unpack is so that you can explore the very idea as if it's if you do it, it's normal, right? If you do it, it is normal. But if you do it, that doesn't make it right. So even if you do it and it's not right, right, and it's normal, you still have to unpack that because your body recognizes that it is not right. Your soul recognizes that it is not right. But that is different from, I had this conversation with my sister, my sissy Karen, and I had permission from her to share some of the things that she and I discuss. And one of the things that we discussed is that she is very, very sensitive, right? And she has been trained and conditioned to see sensitivity as bad. And I don't see sensitivity as bad. And one of the reasons why I don't see sensitivity as bad is because it is what the fuck it is. Now there's that. Now, if you are sensitive, right, why are you sensitive? Do you believe that it is a part of your core makeup or, or, or is the sensitivity covering up some forms of trauma, abandonment issues, any of the things that would make you feel like everything around you makes you uncomfortable, right? Now, it is okay to be sensitive, but... Does the sensitivity control you? It's not the sensitivity that is the problem. It is allowing things to control us. I'm going to first give you an example about me, and then I'm going to try to remember to go back to my sissy. Because you guys know that once my brain starts going, it is really all over the place, and it is really a run-on thought, pun intended. So I'm going to start with me. I am not really sensitive, right? At all. However, I have a lot of fears. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you guys. People think that I am not of afraid that I am not afraid of anything, but that is a mother ducking lie. I am almost afraid of everything. And saying it out loud, I'm recognizing as I speak to you guys that that is something that I need to unpack. And this is what I mean by when I say unpack versus look at. I have looked at it and I can see some of the reasons and why I am afraid of almost everything. But I have never delved in to explore how I can 
make it better. But what I have done is understand that although I am afraid of almost everything, what trumps my fear is my courage. I am extremely courageous for myself. What that means is that my fears are in two pockets. Am I afraid of something that's going to make me a better person or that's going to allow me to get to another level? And then the fears of things like adventure. Am I going to jump off the building? Am I going to skydive? That second part, jumping, hopping, adventures, never. I ain't never. And then if you know me, you recognize that I am, I do not watch scary movies. I do not like thrillers. If it has blood in it, I'm not watching it. If it has ghosts in it, I'm not watching it. If y'all are talking about hell and heaven and Satan, I'm not watching it. It's so bad that I try to attribute this to the fact that I'm nosy. But I think I'm nosy because I need to know because I'm afraid. Does that make sense? But we could be watching a movie and it may look like somebody's getting ready to come in and catch somebody cheating or look like they're going to kill somebody or somebody's going to get in trouble. I have to press pause, which is why I have to have DVR. I need it to not be live because I have to press pause. I have to regroup myself and then I have to fast forward, see what's going to happen, make sure that it wasn't too bad, rewind and then watch it like I never watched it before. Do any of you guys do that? I want to say I'm crazy, but because today's episode is entitled, If You Do It, It's Normal, that is normal for me. That is how I cope with making sure that I always feel safe. But back to the box of things where I have courage, right? I'm not sure where this courage comes from, but I recognize that I'd had it early, early on when I was little. And the reason why I recognize that I have courage is because although I am afraid of many things, right? I am afraid of, like I said, movies, scary movies. I am afraid of, of not being st- uh, stable. I am afraid of not having enough. All these things that are attached to, I also have to have a, I used to have to have a full refrigerator full of food. That's not so much anymore now, but I think that's because it wasn't, my trauma it was a trauma that i experienced and i didn't want my son to experience and now that he's old and working and doing his own thing i don't really give a damn what they eat i still keep things in the refrigerator for emergencies of people who are in need but however it's not the same as when he and his cousins were little and i felt obligated to make sure that they never felt as I felt. Because that's another thing that many of us do, right? Our traumas are not often on us. We put them on other people and we live our lives through that lens, if that makes sense, right? So back to the fact that I have courage and I've always recognized this. My courage first started in the fact that I need to be me. I don't know what I saw when I was looking at my mom because I do not have very many memories of her at all. The memories that I can, I can see in my head that she wasn't happy here. I don't know that to be true. I feel that that is true. And because of that, that registered in me that I need to be happy here right? And how could I control my happiness? 
I can't control the outside world. I can't control that y'all want to still make scary movies. I can't control those outside forces. So I created a world for myself, which I think I'm going to explore in the future in this podcast and share my world with you guys and how I maintain my joy. With that said, in being myself, it is not an easy place to live. Because in order to be your authentic self, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with people not being okay with who you are, what you are, why you are, and how you choose to move through the world. And I have always existed in that. So the reason that I say that I have courage is because yes, I am afraid, But the minute it looks like or feels like someone is trying to stop me from existing in my truth, man, my spirit comes to the top of my soul and out my mouth and through my eyes. And it is clear that I feel like there is a present danger. And I get courage like a fireman because nobody is going to stop me from being me. So back to my sissy Karen. She believes that she is sensitive and I do not believe that her sensitivity is a negative thing. And I don't believe that she should be looking at the fact that I am not sensitive as something to aspire to. Because in order to be me, it means that I have a series of pros and cons. And in order to be her, it means that she has a series of pros and cons. And who her makeup is, is designed to protect her. And that is why we unpack, right? If somebody tells you that something, like like, let's take a relationships, a relationship. And I was going to use my sissy, but I'm going to use myself. Because when you talk about other people in their situations, you oftentimes have to bring in things that they may not want discussed. So that is why I am so transparent in sharing me. Because if you wronged me, I will talk about you. Now, if it is third-hand information, I don't share that, if that makes sense. So anyway, in relationships, right, I have often been told that I am not affectionate. And I used to believe that that was a bad thing. And I used to feel gaslit or made to feel like I was feeling bad or something that I needed to change about myself. And I spent years trying to be affectionate or trying to find out what's wrong with me and prove to myself that something was wrong with me because I am not affectionate. And that could be heavy. And that can add baggage to the baggage that you already carrying, to the baggage that doesn't even belong to you in the fucking first place. But then, when I, when my son became grown, when I graduated from school, when I didn't have to work two and three jobs, when I didn't have this heavy load of life on my back, and I was able to sit, because that's the thing too, right? When we are running on this rat race of life, it is hard to make time to unpack. Not just because of the unpacking, but it's kind of like when a woman or a man is in an unhealthy relationship, 
that they know they want to leave, but they feel like their life is so full that they cannot deal with that right now. So they continue to exist in the relationship, not because they want to be there, but because they feel like they have to make time. And the right time is not about the other person. The right time is about being able to make time to tend to the wounds and the break that is going to happen after this, even if you want it. Does that make sense? So while I was in this relationship trying to believe that I was not affectionate, first of all, for someone who didn't even deserve my affection, let's start there. Or for someone who didn't make me feel safe to be affection, affectionate, let's start there. The list is long about the reasons why even if I was affectionate and I was hiding it, that wouldn't have been a safe space to do it in the motherfucking first place. But anyway, because you know when I start cursing, I am mad. But I don't want to be mad. Not early in 2024. But I recognize that I am not affectionate. And because I am not affectionate, it is normal to me. And I unpacked it. And the truth of the matter is that I, Marshall, do not need affection. And I ran tests because I thought maybe it was attached to a trauma. Maybe it was attached to my childhood. And it could have been, right? I could have seen other people need hugs and assume that I needed it. Because, and I know that's true because when I became a mother, I assumed that my child needed hugs and kisses. And one day he hurt my feelings and told me that he didn't. And then another little kid tried to hug me. And then he said that I could still hug him. Right? But I don't need affection. And I tested this out with friends and family to see what I get and what I give. I don't feel nothing from hugs and kisses at all. I will hug someone who needs a hug, right? When they are suffering or going through something for them because they enjoy and get energy and revitalization from the hug. I don't get shit, which is why it is also important to have conversations with people about their needs and wants in a relationship because they may differ from your normal, right? And once I recognize that I don't need affection and I know what my languages are and what I need to feel whole, I enjoy acts of service. I enjoy doing activities with people. I love doing activities with people. Being out in the world or even in my home doing activities I believe that that is why I have a hot chocolate bar and a popcorn bar and a s'mores maker and all these things is because they are activities. They, I enjoy sharing moments of joy with people. That is what makes me feel whole and big and loved inside. Seeing people happy makes me happy. That is why I spend a ridiculous amount of money on Thanksgiving to make sure that I am giving an offering to those that I love, right? I buy the takeaway plates because I don't want anyone to feel bad about feeling that they're taking too much food, 
right? I buy them because this is my offering. It is my normal. I am not affectionate. I do not need nor require your affection. I don't need your hug. I don't need your touch. I do need your time and I do need to share an experience with you for those that I love. Because if I don't love you, I don't love you. And that's my normal as well. I am not a people pleaser at all. I believe to try to please people is draining because you cannot please everyone. That will never happen. So with those things said, I hope that I am sharing with you guys that just because something works for someone else or you see the masses believe something or act a certain way. And there are a lot of things in society that I see people do that they believe just because y'all do it, don't make it right. Right? I see people lying. Oh, let's talk about cheating. There are people who say cheating is normal. It's normal to you. And guess what, guys? I'm going to tell you a secret. Also use that as a code word, right? For safety. When you're trying not to be hurt out in the world, one, listen more. That's it. Listen more than you speak. Because people, when they start talking, they start telling it all. And two, when people say all or everyone or everybody does it, whatever it is, I recognize that that includes them. So if someone says everybody cheats, they cheat. If someone says everybody lie, they lie a lot. Because right? Everybody lies. Why did I say everybody lie? Because I lie sometimes. You see how easy it is to believe that everybody does a thing if you do the thing? So remember that in the future when people start talking about everybody does it. Everybody steals. I don't think everybody steals and I know that everybody doesn't steal because I don't steal. I don't think everybody cheats, right? And I know it's a fact that everybody doesn't cheat simply because I don't cheat. I'm just one person, but the fact that I am still a part of the everybody, that makes it normal that I don't cheat. It's not normal for me. Now, it's your normal. It doesn't make it right, like I said, but it is exactly, it is your normal. So when people say that everybody cheats, right, I recognize that to be, it's normal, but it ain't right, right? And usually I see people who cheat as a lack of discipline. Y'all could come up with a million ways to say that it's not. But the truth of the matter is that in 2024, when people are existing and supposedly living in their full truth, which they're not, they're living in the full truth of everybody else. Just because you say it out your mouth doesn't mean that it's so, doesn't mean that you do it. It doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of clickbait out there. And sometimes I want to admit that I wanted to say the word struggle. I struggle with not using trending topics on this podcast. But the truth is, I don't really struggle. But I sometimes convince myself that I should be like them. But I'm not them. This is normal for me. And this is normal for all of those who tune in each week and want to listen to me unpack and share with you guys some ways in which you can be a healthier version of your full self and you can give yourself permission to be your full self and you can enjoy the things and you can stop letting other people come into your life and because they are not you, convince you that something is not right with you because that happens a lot as well. And I can only speak about it happening in relationships because I see it, 
right? Someone is logical and someone is emotional and the logical person thinks that you're wrong because you're emotional and the emotional person thinks that you're wrong because you are emotional or logical. And the truth of the matter is that what if it's a compliment? What if if you loved yourself and accepted yourself, you could accept them as well? What if I'm not here to be you and you are not here to be me? We are here to see if we compliment each other. Not change each other, not be what you want me to be, but do we compliment each other? And if we don't compliment each other, I am here to tell you that there is no amount of changing that you think you are going to do to be happy, right? Like if you are sensitive and there are things that you need in the relationship to be whole, and that is not to be whole on your own because you should not be going into any relationship and not feel whole. I mean whole in the relationship, whole as a part of the partnership, right? Partner, 50-50. And when I say 50-50, I ain't talking about bills and all the other kind of foolishness that people make up with no solution or give people permission to be exactly who they are and exactly what they want and simply find people who Compliment whatever it is that you want. That is what I am talking about. So if you are sensitive, you need to be with somebody who makes your sensitivity feel comfortable. And if you don't get that, then you need to sit your ass down and ask yourself, why are you trying to force round pegs into square holes. Why? I get it sometimes. I know that we think that we love people or that we need people or that we see something. The problem with seeing is that that is like Hope Street. And Hope Street is like a well with no ladder. You can fall in, but it is hard to get out because you can hope any motherfucking thing. And usually when we are pining and wanting someone, it is not that we are pining for who they are. We are pining for who we have told ourselves it and we and they could be together in the future. Right? But if you stay committed to who you are, and stop allowing other people to convince you that you need to change. Because usually when people need you to change, it is for their benefit. It is to control them. You can't control me because I know who I am. And if you ask me to do something, if it does not infringe on who I am, the answer is yes. If. It infringes on who I don't want to be. The answer is no. Because I do it. It is normal to me. I am normal. I have been told that I am weird all of my life. And one day I said, what the fuck does that mean? And the person said, you're not normal. And I said, so you think that you're normal? And they said, yes. 
And I said, good. So you mean to tell me that you move through the world doing only what you see other people doing? So when do you do what feels good and looks good and is right for you that doesn't hurt anybody else? When the fuck do you do that? Because normal looks like you just chasing behind people and trying to fit in. I don't need to fit in. I'm in. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.